Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to the Fireflies Unite podcast. So today we are going to speak with Dr. April B. She's a wellness strength coach. She's a wellness and strength coach, journalist, transformational speaker, and photographer. And one of the things that keeps her going is expressing and promoting in diverse communities to dismantle social and environmental injustice, combat oppression, and amplify the voices of those who are once considered voiceless. She leads and equips communities, services, and businesses to be at the highest productivity, sustainability through empathy, education, empowerment, and of course, excellence. She combines her artistry, wisdom, and testimony to empower others to endeavor in facing and conquering life challenges to energize restoration and fulfillment. So after losing her mother, she struggled with suicidal attempts and trauma but she has persevered. So let's get into this interview with Dr. B. Welcome Dr. B to the Fireflies Unite podcast. Our mission here is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies by sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with mental health conditions and to normalize the mental health conversation. So welcome. Thank you. So glad to be here. Such a great mission. I am excited to have you here as well. So today we're going to talk about grief other than grieving the loss of a loved one. So first question I wanted to ask you, Dr. B, what is grief? Um, that's, a com- that's a really complex answer, I feel. Um, I think grief, you know, in the technical term is, you know, the process of being present, um, of addressing and I wouldn't even say getting through, but just the process of being present and addressing a situation or from a loss, um, from a trauma or from anything that alters your life. So from a transition, even Um, in fun and more lay terms, I say grief is messy. Um, Grief is a process. Uh, Grief is awareness. Um, Grief is this beautiful masterpiece of healing, of growth, of changing Um, So I think it's just all literally that contextual definition of so many things, but it mostly comes from this place of loss or of a trauma or of a transition in your life. Yeah, I would agree. So what are other ways people grieve besides the death of a loved one? Because I feel like that's what's most common. Mm -hmm. When people refer to grief, they often refer to like someone passing. Right. Um, I think. This sounds kind of scary, but I think this is why it's important to talk about grief is I think grief comes almost every day in life. Um, So you may grieve. It can be as big as, you know, I grieve the change of my body as I get older. Literally, as I was putting my clothes on today, um, something didn't fit like it used to. And I was like, wow, my hips are getting wider. Like, I don't look like how I used to anymore. Um, So that can be grief. Um, The grief of, you know, when you see your car depreciating and you remember the memories you have with your car when it first was out and 
those moments and times and now you're grieving one is your car is different and two that those memories aren't are just memories now um you grieve the time that you don't get to have at home anymore um just things so it can be as big and monumental as that but it also could be just as small as I grieve that I ran out of orange juice, you know, um, and I say that because, you know, why you don't have to like sit and cry <laughs> and be really, really upset. You can also just acknowledge, oh, that kind of makes me, that kind of sucks. Or, that kind of makes me sad that this is not here. And the more that we normalize those little moments of grief everywhere, um, the more normal that we see that it is, that it's okay to process an emotion. It's okay to say, hmm, I don't like that, that happened. I miss that. Or gosh, something's different now. And that's tough, you know, um, and then just figuring out how much emotional expression goes with each um, situation that you've been through. Yeah. When you said traumatic experience, it made me think about like the loss of a job because mm-hmm. you can't you can't, no longer can provide for your family. And then you're trying to look for a new job and then you're trying to pay your bills or like grieving a divorce or Mm -hmm. either, even if it's not a divorce, a breakup. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things that came to mind when you said that. And even with along those lines, like we feel guilty grieving things that weren't good for us, but you can also grieve those too, you know? So when you're talking about a divorce and you're like, dang, I miss him, but you're like, but the relationship was terrible. So I don't get, like, I don't actually miss him. But it's like you miss everything around it, you know, like you miss having that person that was there. You miss your being at your best friend. You miss having a family unit. So even if it's a bad friend or a bad job or something, and that I studied addiction. And so people are struggling with like, I miss my old life. Like I'm literally grieving. I literally don't know how to function in my new life because I miss my drug life. And it's like, that was bad. Like it ruined my family. But it's just that attachment that's missing. So you're like grieving that loss. So feeling comfortable in, yes, you can grieve things that was not even good for you. That's just natural what happens to us. I would agree. And what are some ways that someone can work toward healing in the process of grief? Um, I think really the first step is presence, like that, that acknowledgement, which, you know, acceptance is the last step of grievance. Um, And so knowing that you're going to go through those stages um, and you're not going to go through those stages in order, um, you're not going to go all the way through the stages to acceptance and then be like, oh, okay, I'm done. Um, So first, I guess, let me back up first is giving yourself permission to grieve. I think, um, giving yourself the space to feel emotions, giving yourself the space to, even if you're not acceptance, acknowledging what happened and acknowledging everything that's around what's happening um, and giving space to all those things and all the facets that may come in. And then letting yourself endeavor on that journey and finding what you need, whether it's support, you know, support's not for everybody, but support is definitely for some people. Um, what, whether it's, you know, transitioning things in your life, pulling back on some things or amping up on some things, um, just figuring out being very in tune with what you need, because from there you can figure out what's most suitable for you. You know, a lot of people are like, go to a grief support group. Um, but for some people, they may be better at processing things alone or processing things with their family or vice versa. Um, as in my case, um, some people may not be good at processing things with their family and better at processing things with a grief support group or with a counselor. Um, so it's important to just tap into what it is that 
is affecting you and how it's infecting, uh, how it's in affecting you and figure out, okay, what specifically would I need in this time? And allow yourself just to do it. Allow the ebbs and flows of um, grief and um, the change and the emotions that come up um, and just take them one day at a time. Meditation also helps. I was just on a call in Clubhouse the other day and a lot of us agreed that meditation really helped us with the, it was a call about all of us who lost our mom. And we said, you know, just being present um, and allowing that physiological response to grief of, yeah, to grief to just kind of be here and go where it needs to go so we can figure out how to move next. So there's some ways. Yeah. And there was something else that you said. Um, Oh, when you talked about the stages, can you talk about the stages of grief? Yeah. um, So as I said uh, beforehand, the stages, even though they like call them stages, I don't even know if I like to call them stages because they don't always go in order, but they're just the stop points or whatever. So um, the first one is denial. Um, so it's kind of like, oh my gosh, this is not happening. You know, this is, and sometimes denial doesn't even have to come in. This is not happening. It can come in like, I'm I'm just going to overwork because this is not going on. I think a lot of people are grieving with COVID a lot harder than we think we are. Um, and we are, the way that we do the de- denial stage is we overfunction, where we're like, we're just going to keep going to work anyway. Or we're just going to keep doing our normal routine anyway, not really taking into account like, everything that emotionally is coming up for the COVID season. Um, So there's denial. Then there's anger. And anger is not really like you're throwing books everywhere or you're just mad. Uh, It's, it's this like feeling of loss of control, you know, and, and when a lot of times like anger is a response of loss of control. And so we're, we're frustrated. We're irritated that I have lost control, whatever this is, it's going on. That's happened to me. Um, And then there's bargaining. Um, sometimes we do this in a spiritual sense, but it's sometimes in any sense we're like, okay, well, it was her time to go, you know, God needed her angel back or, you know, every, whatever was meant to be, was meant to be. So, and again, none of these, <clears throat> excuse me, none of these are negative things that happen. It's just what happens. It's the way that we, um, kind of grapple with the complexities of grief of like, let me make sense of what it is that's going on. Maybe if I do this, this will happen. Um, and then depression, when you realize, you know, after you denied it, after you've lost control of it, and after you've kind of tried to make sense of it, you just kind of recognize, oh, okay, yeah, this this is really sad. Like this is this thing is happening, um, which kind of moves you into acceptance, um, saying like, okay, this is what happened. Um, this is how I move forward in my life. I think it's that like next step of like what happens next. Um, so again, even though those are called five stages, you can literally go around all of those. You can skip stages. Um, you can go to acceptance and then go right back to one of the other four. So it's just kind of like your transition um, through the whole thing. So you talked about meditation. What are some other self-care practices that someone can do while they're grieving? Um, you know, I think, again, it just happens to do or happens to be about whatever that person needs, but um, just increasing social interaction with friends or with loved ones, um, maybe working out or taking on a, root, a new routine, um, especially just with, you know, loss of job or the loss of other things. Our physical health can be the easiest thing to pull us down even further, more than we think, you know, so we're like, 
we're sad eating or we're grief eating. And then that makes your health worse, which makes your depression worse. And um, so catching that on the forefront and working out and continuing to eat well is really important. Um, Talking to people is really important for people who are spiritual. Praying is really important. Um, And having that community that can help you grieve through it and process through it. Um, Just like just the basis things of life, Um, getting fresh air, getting vitamin D, um, journaling and processing about it. Of course, I always root for it, get you a therapist and get a counselor um, or go to grief support groups just to figure out how do others deal with this? Um, Listen to podcasts, read books um, just to see, learn more about grief. Uh, I saw one of my best friends, she lost her dad this year. And I had one of my line sisters lost her brother this year. It's around the same time. And I learned so much about grief just around them um, that I didn't expect to. Um, And so I just watched them dive into learning what grief is and seeing their own unique ways. So sometimes just seeing it from someone else will really help us to bravely endure, like step into that place of learning how to grieve. Yeah. So shifting a little bit, let's talk about the work that you do. So can you share with us? Yeah. Um, So currently I do a plethora of things, but um, primarily I'm a writer. um, So I've been writing blogs for a while. I actually write for I'm a journalist as well, and I'm a journalist for the platform Dear Fathers, which focuses on the empowerment um, and just like the highlighting the greatness of Black fathers and Black fatherhood. Um, So my passion is really to capture people's stories um, using artistic expression and using kind of like a therapeutic lens uh, to capture stories and share stories with others so that we kind of get reconnected with ourselves as people, as well as get reconnected with each other and see that, oh my goodness, I'm not going through things alone. You know, we have all have a story, a running story that all runs together between us all. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. With that, I am a photographer, specifically a therapeutic photographer. So I have a couple of platforms that focus on, um, again, capturing the stories of people through photography and using that to connect people within themselves and connect people to the rest of the world. So I have the Breathe Project, which focuses on capturing Black men um, and the dichotomous experiences that they have within America emotionally. Um, And I have This Is My Beauty, uh, which I capture the essence of beauty within within women of color Um, That's not necessarily just outer beauty, but what makes you feel beautiful, whether it's your smile, whether it's your family, whether it's your art, whatever it may be, um, so that we can all connect to this true, authentic design self um, and grow and edify in that. Um, With that, I'm also a wellness and strengths coach. um, So I focus on helping small business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives um, figure out how can I be most productive Um, and have a sustainable business or a career idea, but also be the most healthy as a person. Um, I recognize that a lot of people, especially in our community, push off the healthy part um, so we can grind, grind, grind. And I want us to be well and balanced um, and recognize that the more well and balanced we are, the more successful we actually become. So yeah, it's kind of a little of everything. You do a little bit of everything. (laughs) So lastly, can you share your social media um, and website so people who want to connect with you can do that? Absolutely. So 
My social media, I'll start my Instagram is um, dr.aprilb, so it's April B-E-E. Um, and then my Raw Honey platform, so that's the um, the platform I'm CEO and founder of, which I do all the all these things on, um, is at rawhoney underscore pf. That stands for platform. Um, and then uh, it's all the same on Facebook. And then um, I, my website, my personal website, is draprilb.com. And then the Raw Honey website is rawhoneypf.com. So that's all the information. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. You definitely talked about a lot. And I think it will be helpful to people to understand that grief is not limited to the passing of a loved one, but realizing that we can simply grieve every day because of some of the everyday stressors that we deal with. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that wraps up another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. We are dwindling down to our last episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode with Dr. B and learned something new about grief and just not simply grieving the loss of a loved one. Thank you so much for listening. You all have a blessed week, and I will talk to you next week.